Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 150 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Nada Dabit. Nada is a developer advocate for Amazon Web Services. He specializes in helping teams to build and implement cross-platform applications more efficiently. Nada is also author of the book React Native in Action and host of the React Native Radio podcast. So, Nader, can I ask you to expand on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on the show, first of all. I've been a developer advocate with AWS for a little over a year. And before that, I actually came from the client or front-end space. So I wasn't really into cloud computing or working with AWS a whole lot before I joined there towards um, the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. So I was doing a lot, as you probably will know from hearing about all of my React Native stuff with React Native and React in general, but I'm more specifically interested in cross-platform application development regardless of the implementation. So I'm also very interested in things like Ionic and Flutter and React Native in general, all of that stuff that falls into that paradigm. I was doing consulting and training before I started doing uh, the developer advocacy with AWS. And the team that I work on is kind of moving into the client space. So I was kind of a good fit and they were a good fit for me because I am doing a lot of stuff on the client and they're starting to build tooling for client applications. That was the main draw, was it, to actually move to Amazon? Yes. Well, I got a good look at their philosophy on what they're going to be building over the next couple of years. I got a look at a couple of things that they would be releasing over the next few months. And I got really excited about some of that stuff because I'm very interested in like futuristic stuff, futurism, and and what I feel like is going to be big in the future. And one of those things was React Native. I saw the benefits and the opportunities for building a cross-platform with a single language that ended up doing pretty well for my career. And similarly, I've seen what we're doing at AWS Mobile. And I got really excited because I I really feel like what we're working on is going to be the future of of cloud computing and also serverless computing. Right. Okay. So, Nada, can you perhaps give us maybe a career tip that the IT career energizer audience ought to know and perhaps don't? Well, something that's worked really well for me is to consistently create things, create things that are original or new. And that can be in the form of um, writing or blog posts, but it can also be in the form of open source projects, maybe even taking something that someone else has done and you know, making something new out of that even. So I've always prescribed to the idea of creating things, and that seems to do a couple of things. I think it draws attention to you as a, as a developer, if that's the kind of attention that you want, you know, um, getting people interested in some of the stuff that you're building will do a lot of stuff for your career. Um, And then creating things also makes you like learn, of course, uh, new things. As you're creating things, you're having to kind of like dig deep into maybe new areas that you're not used to uh, digging. 
And then when you create things and show people those things, you're kind of opening yourself up to criticism. So getting comfortable with that, I think, is, a, is also a large part of the creation process. Yeah, they're all great points. Um, I also think that the creativity side of it, the more you do of it as well, the more it actually helps you be more creative, if that makes sense. It's just exercising that muscle and enabling yourself to expand your, your thought processes. Absolutely. Okay, Nada, can you perhaps take us to your worst IT career moments and uh, tell us what you learned from that experience? So I guess the worst IT moment for me was back when I first started programming, which was when I was around 28, 29 professionally. So I did a lot of other stuff before I got into programming. And my first job was in Los Angeles, California. I lived at the time, though, in Mississippi. So I took this job without actually meeting the company other than virtually. I drove to LA, um, or actually flew to LA. My family drove there with all of my stuff to meet me. And we moved to Los Angeles for this job. And after being there for about a month, I was actually fired from that job. We had put our house for sale. We had moved all of our belongings. We had uh, taken out a lease and um, I lost my job. So that was probably my worst career IT moment for sure. Yeah, that, that's a tough, tough one, definitely. So in, in terms of what actually happened, are you able to go into into why you felt it didn't work? Yeah, I think um, it was partially, or I, I would actually take all of the credit for the failure there. I, I got in a little bit over my head in a position that I probably wasn't qualified for, but I didn't really realize it because it was my first uh, job in IT, my first programming job on a team. I was a little overconfident in my skill set, and I took a job that I just wasn't prepared for. And the team I was working with was phenomenal. They were, you know, some of the smartest people I'd ever worked with. And here I was kind of like, I would put myself below even entry level, but I learned so much over that month and even taking some of the ideas and things that uh, I learned from the people that I was working with, I was able to apply those and actually get hired again within the next month. And everything worked out pretty well in the end. But it was kind of me taking a job that I wasn't fully uh, prepared for. Yeah. So I presume you've now changed your approach in terms of the way you you look at opportunities and, and evaluate them to make sure that you are the right fit and do have the right experience? Exactly. I mean, you know, when you're getting into this um, for the first time, actually, coming from Mississippi, I think also my perspective was a little different because you don't really get the opportunity to, to meet top tier developers and engineers uh, out here, to be honest. So, you know, you don't really get a good understanding of your skill set. So I, I basically was thinking I was a better programmer than I actually was, was what right. it come down, came down to. But yeah, since then, I've, I've definitely been able to meet and work on so many different teams doing consulting. I, do, I definitely have a better grasp of my, my capabilities at this point. I try to definitely take opportunities where I feel like I, I can grow some, but I'm not going to take something to where that I feel like I'm going to be a, a hindrance or a negative impact on the project for sure. Okay, so moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success so far? This is kind of a broad thing, but it's me getting really, really involved and specialized in React Native at, at an early stage was very, very good for my career. When React Native first came out, it was pretty 
widely talked about, but it didn't really catch on in the enterprise for another year or two. So when React Native first came out, I made it a point to be well-known in that space. And the way that I did that was by writing blog posts and answering Stack Overflow questions and kind of really, really engaging with people in general that had questions about it. And what that ended up leading to was a bunch of contracts for not only um, consulting with React Native, but also training. And I've learned that the training space was really an interesting space to be in. And and, and it was really a, a really cool thing that I didn't even know really existed up until I got approached to do it. So apparently in software companies in general, just you know, all around the world, really, there is a very high demand for training and training consulting pays really well. So I would say like what, what this answer is kind of leading up to is landing my first big contract, which actually was with Amazon. And um, typically my contracts up to then had been just for maybe two to maybe four or five days. But Amazon brought me on for multiple weeks, which was a lot of money for me at the time. And that was definitely, I would say, one of the, the biggest highlights. And that led to a lot of opportunities to work with even bigger companies like, or I wouldn't say bigger companies than Amazon, but other big companies like Microsoft, Salesforce, American Express, and, and, and companies like that. Okay, great. So, Nana, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? What we're doing, and the reason that a lot of us have the opportunities to do the things that we're doing and get paid the the you know the amount that we're doing, is that we're building things that scale. And coming from my previous careers that had limited potential, what really excites me is that we are building things that can potentially reach millions, billions of people even thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, um, the fact that we're building things that we can scale, the idea of scalability really, really excites me. So I guess working at AWS is kind of like the ultimate version of that. We're building things that other people can use to then build things that scale, but we're also building things that can scale as well. So the idea that we you know, can create things, period, you know, it really excites me. So creating things and creating scalable things excites me. I know that's a very broad answer, but that's definitely my answer. No, that's that's great. Are there any particular technologies or directions that, that interest you? So definitely the serverless space or the serverless paradigm. And I'm not talking about simply Lambda functions or AWS Lambda or any of this uh, just uh, functions as a service. But the space of serverless seems to be now encompassing a lot of other things as well. Things like managed services along with these functions as a service. That whole space is really, really exciting. I see a lot of growth there. Um, I see a lot of potential there. The ability to kind of offload your day-to-day logic that you might be rewriting multiple times for multiple applications, things like authentication, things like replicate of databases or APIs that you've built over and over, things like uh, that are available that you can kind of use as a blueprint and, and kind of not have to rewrite from scratch. Those things are now being offered as a service. And that kind of falls into that serverless space or what you might hear also like managed serverless or managed services. Yeah, that that whole paradigm is really exciting to me. All right. So we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Well, I mentioned futurism before. And 
really the futuristic aspect of it excited me. So that kind of drew me into it. And then actually learning how to code and create things really um, started resonating with me a lot. I'd never done anything for work that I truly, truly enjoyed. But after I started writing code, I, I really enjoyed it. And that attraction got me into the opportunity to, to learn that I actually did like it. So I would say the futuristic and the futurism aspect and, and the futuristic stuff that's happening in, in IT really is the main driver there. What is the best career advice you've ever received? There's a bunch of stuff, really, but honestly. But I, if I could kind of like maybe pick out one of the main ones, it would be say yes to opportunities that scare you. That definitely got me into some hot water at, at the very beginning when I took that first job that I ended up getting let go from. But it's actually opened up so many other opportunities down the road because I think you can say yes to opportunities that scare you that have no downside. So for instance, say yes if you get the opportunity to maybe speak at a, a large event for the first time. It's definitely a scary thing to do, but stuff like that will open the door for you. Um, say yes to like creating and uh, open sourcing something that you might be scared that people might criticize your code, chances are they're not going to do that. And chances are that's going to like lead to, to, you know, to some positive opportunities in your career. But I guess just the, the general idea of saying yes to opportunities, that kind of scare you. Yeah. So putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I never really took school too seriously because I didn't really have anything that I was too interested in again at the time when I was in school. So that led to me not really getting a formal education. Now, when I meet people that have had the opportunity and actually the drive and the, you know, everything that takes to get a degree in, in, in computer science or um, computer engineering, those people, uh, I look up to those people a lot. And I really wish that I could have gone back and kind of done that. So if I could begin my career again, I would actually go back even further than that. And I would major in, in computer science. I know that these days it's not absolutely necessary, but I, I still feel like at that early age, if you do have the opportunity, it doesn't hurt. And I would love, love to have done that. And maybe even monitoring in math. Right. <laughs> I think part of the secret of that, of course, is knowing what you want to do when, you're, when you're, you've left education. So you actually have a direction and a goal. Right, right. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Well, since I'm working at AWS, and, and it's one of the things that I'm really excited about, I'm, I'm actually really looking to broaden my understanding of cloud computing and cloud computing services and how companies are actually using these services and really broaden my understanding about the future of cloud computing. Because not only do I need to understand kind of what is going on now and what people are interested in now, but really understanding what's going to happen over the next uh, five to 10 years, if you can kind of get a general idea of where that's headed, being able to like have a step in, in the right direction and being uh, in that field, that, that's really my main objective is focusing on what's currently available and understanding what's there in cloud computing and also kind of focusing on what's coming next. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Um, again, this maybe kind of falls into something that we talked about earlier about getting out of your comfort zone. But being social, even if you're the type of person that's an introvert like me and, and getting into social situations that 
feel uncomfortable. For me, that was like going to conferences and meetups and, and attending those events and meeting people and trying to get to know those people. That is a very you know important non-technical skill that I've seen a lot of good results from you know doing. Um, being kind to everyone, of course, and assuming good intentions from all these people. Because like as someone like me that was kind of an introvert, I don't know, you, you just don't feel comfortable sometimes talking to people. But assuming that everyone's going to be kind to you and nice to you kind of like makes you feel more comfortable like approaching those people. So just assuming good intentions and then going out there and meeting people, that, that seems to be what I would put as my non-technical skill. So Nada, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Sure. So I think the one thing that has helped me the most that I would not have expected at all getting into this career in my late 20s would be like learning how to write and understanding that what I mean by when I say learn how to write, it's not being someone that can write technical content or just write sophisticated you know, articles without, without making any mistakes with grammar or spelling or anything like that. What I mean is like being able to feel comfortable just spilling your thoughts onto a page consistently and doing that, being able to kind of like transfer whatever you're thinking onto paper, communication and written communication in general, um, being very good at that seems to be much more important than I, than I really ever expected. And it's actually gotten me a long way. So writing GitHub documentation, writing blog posts, writing emails, communicating with people on Twitter all of these things kind of like fall into that whole paradigm of being a good writer. And it's, been, it's really, really important for me as a developer advocate, but it's also been important for me as an engineer, uh, communicating with other people on my team. I wouldn't say being a good writer, but being comfortable with writing, that's to me a really uh, tip that I wish I had gotten at an earlier time versus kind of having to learn it uh, on my own. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. Writing is an essential part of the communication process, and it's certainly a skill that you should try to develop. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, so I think the best way would be Twitter. I'm very active there. So I am Dabit3 on Twitter. I'm also Dabit3 on GitHub and Medium. So if you're interested in looking at any of my open source projects, I have a lot of stuff open sourced on GitHub. I do quite a bit of uh, writing on Medium, and um, I have a website. If you're interested, I have a lot of my social media and my blog posts also listed there. The website is natterdabit.me. That's basically my first and last name, .me. Nader, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you for having me. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice, and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions, and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. 
To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.